Krishna everyone, welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books right here in the live studios in Hive, Kent, Southeast England, just next to the English Channel. Uh, we hope all of you are well and safe and, and happy uh, in the days uh, coming up to Lord Nityananda's appearance day and Lord Chaitanya's appearance day. A lot of ecstatic hearing and chanting going on in the in the internet. <clears throat> um, let's add to it tonight by continuing our reading of Sri Brihat uh, Bhagavatamrita. Srimad Bhagavatam Mahima Stotram, written by Srila Sanatana Goswami to glorify the Srimad Bhagavatam. There's five verses which comes in the Sri Krishna Lila Stava. Uh, in texts 4.12 through 4.16 in case you want to look it up uh, Sanatana Goswami glorifies Srimad Bhagavatam which is the basis for the Brihad Bhagavatamrita the nectar of the Bhagavatam is the Brihad Bhagavatamrita and it goes like this Sarvashashtabdipi yusha Sarvasvedaika satpala Sarva Siddhanta Ratnaja Sarva Lokaika Drikprada O nectar from the ocean of all scriptures, singular fruit of all the Vedas, rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths, you are the only giver of sight to all the worlds. Sarva Bhagavata Prana <clears throat> Srimad Bhagavata Prabho Kalidvandodita Ditya Sri Krishna Parivartita O life heir of all the Supreme Lord's devotees O Master Srimad Bhagavatam You are the sun risen in the darkness of Kali You are the exact image of Sri Krishna Paramananda Pataya Prema Varshakshadayate Sarvada Sarvasevyaya Sri Krishnaya Namostume I bow down to you were supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable pours down a flood of prema. You can be served always by everyone. You are Sri Krishna Himself. Madeka bando matsangin, madgudoman mahadana, manistadagamadbhagya, madanandanamostate. My only friend, my constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth, my savior, my good fortune, my source of ecstasy, I bow down to you. Asadu saduta dayin atini chuchata kada hanamun chagada chenmam premna ritkantayospuda O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly, O exalter of the most fallen, please, Never leave me. Always appear in, in my heart and my voice with pure love. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya So, 
we're well into the sixth chapter, probably more than half way of the first part of Briya Bhagavatamrita. Krishna has come out from his room after hearing uh, the discussions going on about the condition of the Vrajabhasis and why and what Krishna should do about it. And he's <clears throat> uh, acting in a way that appears to some to be unreasonable. And both he and Baladev are reaching a climax of emotion and um, finally Uddhava who was trying to convince Krishna to go back to Braja to visit the Brajvasis pointed to Baladev and said your brother was there he can tell you what the condition of the Brajvasis is and that's where we come into the today's reading text 115 Baladev, the son of Rohini, was unable to keep his composure. Remembering Braj and understanding his brother's mood, he began crying without control. But then he managed to speak distinctly. 116. Sri Baladev said, Why speak only about the cows, dear Krishna? All the animals in Braja are your beloved friends, and so also are the birds, the trees, and the Bandira and the Kadamba. 117. The grass, the creepers, the lush bushes have all dedicated their lives to you. Now they are all wasting away, and so too are the rivers and mountains. Commentary. In the agony of Vipralamba Bhava, the forest deer and other wild animals in Braja had all become emaciated, and so had the birds like the peacocks, and even the inanimate rivers like the Yamuna, and mountains like Govardhan. If these residents of Braja were on the verge of death, then what to speak of the cows, bulls, and calves Lord Krishna used to herd? Text 118 Some of the people, dear brother, live only in the hope that your promises were true. Better, not ask, better you not ask to hear more news than this. Commentary This statement is, has a sober implication that many residents of Raja, no longer able to tolerate separation from Krishna, had already left their bodies. In their own sarupas, they had gone to join Krishna in his pastimes in Dwarka or elsewhere. Others kept themselves alive in Braja, sustaining themselves by remembering Krishna and transcendentally perceiving his eternal, unmanifest pastimes. More than once, Krishna had promised the Vrajbhasis he would return to them soon. Therefore, some of them continued to expect him, even after others had lost all hope. Lord Balaram asked Krishna not to inquire further into news of Braja. It, it would be too painful for the devotees present to hear. 
119. I can only tell you that if you don't show your kindness to them soon, Yamaraj will soon show them his. Text 120. That you rid Kaliya's lake of its poison has only greatened their misery and please hear of still other reasons for their sorrow. Commentary. The Brajabhasis would consider quick death a merciful relief from their distress. Because of Krishna, committing suicide merely by entering Kaliya's poisonous lake was no longer possible. And this made them feel all the more frustrated. Other means of escape from the misery were now also gone, as the next verse relates. Text 121. In Braja, the river Yamuna had turned so dry that this that she has hardly any water. And Govardhan, who when you held him up, touched heaven, has now become short. Commentary. Sri Yamuna, the site of many of Krishna's pastimes, was once a great broad river with mighty waves and swift, deeply flowing currents. Now, in the pain of, over Krishna's absence, she had become just a trickle, diminished to almost nothing. To drown oneself now in the meager water of the Yamuna would no longer be feasible. Nor could one still commit suicide by jumping from the top of Govardhan. Not long before, Govardhan's height had been formidable, as testified in Sri Harivangsha 218.33.37. When Krishna lifted Govardhan, its peaks wavered, waved back and forth. The trees upon it trembled, and its inaccessible high peaks reached outer space. Apluto, Vidyadaras, Uragas, Gandharvas, and Apsaras complained on all sides that this hill was bumping into their wings. But when Krishna left for Mathura, Govardhan began sinking into the earth out of disappointment and hunks of its peaks fell off and tumbled down its sides. Text 122 The devotees who relish the nectar of your names cannot die of starvation. Instead, their end will come in a fire in a great dry forest. Commentary. Balaram is conjecturing how the Brajabhasis are likely to leave their bodies. Because of Vipralamba Bhava, the great forests of Raja, like Bandiravan, have become parched. So at any time a forest fire is likely in which the Brajabhasis will take the opportunity for suicide. 123. Sri Prikshit said, Having heard this, Krishna, who is gentle by nature and tormented by the sufferings of others, grasped Balaram by the neck and shed a flood of tears like a person whose life is in ruin. As he cried with loud sobs in his beautiful voice, the tears washed away the cosmetics from his body. Commentary Krishna is so kind-hearted that he is sorry even when his enemies are in pain. His emotions were not a false show, but a true indication of his concern for his devotees. 
text 124. Dear Mother, he and Balarama then rolled on the ground and for a moment lost consciousness. Seeing the two lords crying in this unprecedented, lamentable state, all the residents of the inner palace lost control of themselves. Rohini, Uddhava, Devaki, Rukmini, Satyabhama, and all the rest, they all lost control and sobbed again and again. 125. When the Yadus heard the sound of distressed crying coming from the inner palace, a sound never heard there before. They quickly came running, headed by Vasudev and Ugrasena. <clears throat> the Brahmanas arrived, led by Garga, along with all the other people of the city. And when they saw their beloved master in this extraordinary state, as they had never, as they had, never had before, they too began to cry, overwhelmed. Commentary Many of the Yadus ran into the palace to find out what was wrong. Vasudev leading them because of among, Vasudev leading them because among them he was the most intimate with Krishna and most competent to give Krishna support in a, more, in a moment of need. Garga, Vasudev's family priest, was the first of the Brahmanas to respond to the cries. But Sandipanimuni and others were close behind. These Brahmana sages were expert in consoling distressed persons with teachings from the Vedas. The general populace of Dwarka also quickly converged on the palace because such unhappiness in Krishna's palace was unheard of. Thus end the sixth chapter of the part of part one of Srila Sanatana Goswami's Brihad Bhagavatamrita entitled Priyatama, the most beloved. Jai Sri Sri Krishna Balaram ki Jai. Sri Uddhava Sri Narada Muni ki Jai. The resident of Dwarkadam ki Jai. Rohini Baladev. Rukmini Baladev. Satyabhama and all the other residents of Dwarka ki Jai. Hare Krishna. All right, now we move to the seventh and last chapter of the first part of Rihat Bhagavatamrita. We should always keep in mind that um, this is Krishna Naralila, Krishna's Naralila, in which he acts like a human being. But on top of that, we should know that these symptoms that the residents of Dwarka and Krishna and Balarama are going through are a result of their extreme love for Krishna and one another. And the ecstasies that they are feeling are inconceivable to ordinary people. Chapter 7 Purna the complete perfection. Text 1. <clears throat> Sri Parikshit said, Dear Mother, as the, sound of <clears throat> as the sound of Krishna lamenting with his family members filled the universe, 
a series of terrible omens quickly ensued. Commentary In this seventh chapter, Brahma receives, relieves Sri Krishna of his bewilderment. And Krishna delights Narada by describing the supreme position of the gopis. As the Yadus were running towards Krishna's palace, bad omens appeared in the sky, such as meteors and lightning without rain. Text 2 Because, because four-headed Brahma could find no one else to explain the cause of these omens, he came to see for himself, accompanied by the Vedas, the Puranas, his personal attendants, and various demigods. Commentary Brahma is indeed a learned person. In fact, his chosen advisors are the Vedas and Puranas, who stay in his court, always ready to offer their counsel. Text 3 and 4 Brahma found his own father and spiritual master, the original Narayana, in an unprecedented state, distressed by love for his beloved devotees. <clears throat> Seeing the Lord thus boldly revealing his true greatness, normally hidden, Brahma was astonished. For a moment, he too lost his gravity and began to cry. Commentary Brahma is not just the main engineer of universal creation, but also an intimate loving servant of the Supreme Lord. And that Supreme Lord himself is not just the ultimate origin of creation, but also the greatest loving servant of his devotees. Krishna's highest glories are not to be found in his pastime of creating the material world so that rebellious souls may indulge their perverted intentions. Earlier in Krishna's pastimes, Brahma had visited Rajabhumi and discovered Krishna's true glories in the ecstatic relationships between Krishna and his pure devotees. Now in Dwarka, Brahma is being granted further realization. He is learning that Krishna's most wonderful qualities are his concern for his devotees and his submission to their control. Realizing this, Brahma can now more fully understand Krishna's identity as the original Supreme Lord Narayana. Brahma was not ignorant of these matters before. <clears throat> Brahma was not ignorant of these matters before, but seeing in, seeing in such a helpless state his own progenitor, who had taught him the Vedas, shocked Brahma into a deeper realization. When Brahma saw Krishna in distress, he himself could not help but cry. Text 5 With difficulty, Brahma brought himself under control and started thinking of how to restore his Lord to normal. Soon, an idea came into his heart. Text 6 Crying at the Lord's side was Garuda, the son of Vinata. Garuda's attention was hard to get, but after calling to him loudly for some time, Brahma succeeded. Brahma then spoke. Text 78 Sri Brahma said, There is another Sri Vrindavan here, between Raivata Hill and the sea, 
and Nanda Yashoda and others are present within it, are present in it, and Yoda and Nanda Yashoda and others were present within it in replica images with similar herds of cows. That Vrindavan, constructed by Vishwakarma, appears just like the Vrindavan of Mathura. Come here to Dwarka. Text 9 So carefully take Krishna and his brother in their present state and gently carry them there. But only Rohini should go with them, no one else. Commentary Brahma wants Garuda to carry Krishna and Balaram carefully to Nava Vrindavan. The two brothers should not find out that they are still in Dwarkadam, and their devotees should not be allowed to spoil the illusion by following them. Rohini can come along because she knows how to conduct herself intelligently and especially because she used to live in Brajbhumi and will therefore seem in place. The replica Vrindavan was constructed by Vishwakarma, the architect of the demigods, but to duplicate the Brajvasis was beyond his skill. He couldn't make copies of unique devotees like Nanda, Yashoda and the other senior cowherd people. Sri Radhika and the other young gopis or Sri Dhamma and Sri Krishna's other uh, gopi friends. But he was able to fashion static images of the Brajvasis, lifelike enough to fool even Krishna. In the overall impression created, Navarindavam was practically indistinguishable from the original down to the small details of plant and animal life. Text 10 Sri Parikshit said, Thus Brahma, with some effort, brought Garuda back to his senses. And the most expert servant Garuda very slowly placed the two lords on his back. Commentary Garuda was dexterous enough to move Krishna and Balaram without waking them and clever enough to understand that this scheme would break the trance of Krishna's bewilderment. Text 11 Advised by Brahma, everyone else went back home. Meanwhile, as Krishna and Balaram were being carried by Garuda, Balaram more or less regained consciousness. Text 12 Upon arriving at Navavrindavan, Garuda and Balaram gently placed Krishna on a bed. The gopas and gopis of Navavrindavan stood around him as if they were Krishna's real cowherd men and women. Text 13 and 14 Uddhava came there with Devaki, who dearly beloved her son, dearly loved her son, and also with Rukmini, Satyabhama, other queens, and Padmavati. They simply couldn't leave Krishna in such a state. So at Brahma's request, they hid themselves and took up positions some distance away from where they could still see Krishna. Commentary Some of the devotees had hid themselves within the trees and others resorted to various other kinds of camouflage. 
Texts 15 and 16. Narda, however, thinking he had committed an offense, did not accompany the demigods and the Yadavas. Instead, with great curiosity, he hid himself in the midst of the sky, fixing himself in a yoga sitting posture to observe the sweetness of the Lord's acts. Commentary It was Narada who had made Krishna so unsettled by mentioning the present state of the Brajbasis. Narada therefore thought himself an offender. In fact, however, he had not acted offensively. As Parikshit Maharaj here indicates with the word Eva as if. <clears throat> Later in this chapter, we shall hear Krishna explain why Narda should not blame himself. Text 17 Garuda positioned himself even higher in the sky, invisibly following his master to provide shade with his wings. Text 18 After a few minutes, Krishna's brother came back almost to normal consciousness. That best of discerning thinkers understood the entire situation. Commentary Until Krishna recovered from his confusion, Balaram could not feel completely normal. This is expressed here by the word Eva, but still he recognized Brahma's pain and acted accordingly. Text 19 and 20 Balaram quickly cleaned his own lotus face and that of his younger brother. Then he gently placed a flute in the waist of Krishna's dhoti, a buffalo horn and stick in Krishna's hands, a garland of kamdamba flowers around his neck, and peacock feather ornament on his head, and newly fashioned rings of gunja berries on his ears. Text 21 Thus having arranged a forest outfit for Krishna, with items made by Vishwakarma, Balaram, with some effort, lifted Krishna and then spoke to him loudly. Commentary While dressing Krishna for the forest, Balaram also dressed himself. The special items required were native to Braja and unavailable in Dwarka. But Vishwakarma, who had at his disposal all the creative skills of the demigods, had made convincing substitutes for real kadamba flowers, gunja berries, and so on. Text 22 Sri Baladev said, Sri Krishna, Sri Krishna, my dear brother, get up, get up, wake up from your sleep. Just see, it is now getting late. The cows are all ready entering the forests. 23. Sri Dhamma and your other friends are here waiting for you and your parents are so filled with love that they cannot even speak to you. Commentary. Krishna's friends are responsible for the cows so when the impatient cows started to go ahead the boys should have followed them but Balaram indicates that the boys were too attached to Krishna to leave without him. Krishna's mother and father should have called Krishna to get out of bed and go after the cows. But Nanda Yashoda, according to Balaram, 
was also distracted by ecstasy. In fact, however, Nanda Yashoda, the coward boys, and the other Navavrindavan Vasis were unconscious dolls, immobile, and unable to say or do anything to respond to any attempts Krishna might make to communicate with them. Text 24 These gopis are watching your lotus face and laughing at you as they whisper something in one, one another's ears. Commentary The gopis might be commenting to one another about why Krishna is still so tired this late in the morning. They know that Krishna must have been awake throughout most of the night, enjoying with his beloved, and they might be noticing signs of this on Krishna's lotus face. 25 and 26 Sri Prichit said, In this way Balaram filled the scene with talk. He called Krishna by his various names, caressed him, and dragged him out in, in his arms until Krishna finally got up and came back to some sort of consciousness. Krishna uttered the words, Shiva, Shiva, and suddenly stood up, a look of surprise on his face. Commentary It was not easy to awaken Krishna. Balaram tried kissing and embracing him, calling him by his names like Krishna, Gopal, Govinda, and coaxing him, very, him tenderly. When all else failed, Balaram resorted to physical force, dragging Krishna out of, the bed, out of bed. Krishna finally woke up, but he was still a little bewildered, as implied by the word Eva, which indicates that he seemed to come back to normal consciousness. Text 27 Krishna opened his lotus eyes, smiled, and quickly looked around. Seeing Nanda in front of him, he felt embarrassed and bowed down to him. Commentary Krishna first laughed at himself for having slept so long, but when he saw his father waiting for him, he felt ashamed. He bowed down because he had been taught to always offer respect to his father immediately after waking. Text 28 Krishna saw Mother Yashoda also standing nearby, her eyes open wide and unblinking as if pasted onto her face. Laughing in joy, he lovingly spoke. Commentary As far as Krishna was concerned, Yashoda stood with unblinking eyes because she was stunned by natural motherly love. Vishwakarma's illusion seemed to be working effectively, at least while Krishna was still a little bewildered. Text 29 The Supreme Lord said, Dear Mother, this morning, during my sleep, I saw many amazing things in just a short moment, as if I were awake. Commentary Years ago, before coming to Mathura, Krishna had considered Braja his only real home. Reverting now to that earlier mood, Krishna assumes that his experiences in Mathura and Dwarka were just a dream. Text 30 I saw that I had gone from here to Madhupuri. Then I saw wicked men like Kangsa slain, kings like Jarasandha vanquished, and the demigods satisfied. Commentary 
Various deeds Krishna performed in Mathura, like his killing of the demon Naraka, were meant specifically to please the demigods. Text 31 A great city called Dwarka was built on the shore of the ocean and so many other things happened, but now there isn't enough time to tell you about them all. Text 32 It's because this long dream distracted me that I didn't get out of bed on time like every other day. Commentary When Mother Yashoda said nothing in response but kept staring at Krishna with unblinking eyes, he suspected she was worried he might be sick and had therefore overslept. To free Yashoda of this anxiety, Krishna here tells her that it was because of his long dream that he failed to wake up on time. The dream was so exceptionally convincing that it fooled him into thinking he was already awake. Text 33 Dear respected brother, if you don't think this wonderful matter impossible, I'll explain it to you in detail when we go to the forest. Commentary Baladev might be thinking that one could not Baladev might be thinking that one could not see such a complex dream in just a few minutes, just before waking. Krishna therefore assures him that this was a dream he, he really had. Later in the morning, Krishna says, when they have some time to sit together, he will gladly, gladly describe it all. Text 34 Sri Prakshad said, <clears throat> After speaking in this way, <clears throat> after speaking in this way, Krishna offered his mother proper respects. Then the very expert Rohini sensed that Krishna wanted some food to take with him to the forest. Commentary While in the forest, one generally eats such simple things as rice mixed with yogurt. But observing the way Krishna moved his lotus hands and by other signs of his body language, Rohini, smart and practical, discerned that Krishna was thinking about such forest food. She quickly reasoned that since the artificial Mother Yashoda could not provide Krishna's meal or even say anything, Krishna might become suspicious if he were to ask food from Yashoda and she failed to respond. To avoid this potential disaster, <laughs> Rohini moved into action before Krishna could say anything about being hungry. Text 35 Sri Rohini said, Dear child, your mother has, has no other son but you. She was so worried today by your extra sleeping that now she feels a bit ill, so I think we have talked enough. <laughs> Text 36 the cows and boys tending them have already gone ahead. You should quickly follow them. I will prepare some nice refreshments for you and send them down, send them to you in the forest. Text 37 and 38 Sri Prakshit said, Krishna offered his respects to Rohini who had spoken to him with such love. Then, with a smile on his face, like a thief, he stealthily took from Mother Yashoda's hand 
the butter she was holding. He then left to join his elder brother, calling out his name. Generous Krishna did not eat this butter before reaching the cows. Commentary It seemed from Krishna's cooperative response that he trusted Rohini's word as much as, as, much as Mother Yashoda's. He told Rohini, I bowed down to your feet and offered her obeisances. Vishwakarma knew that Krishna loves fresh butter and that Mother Yashoda, therefore, often had some in her hand ready to give to him. Vishwakarma had fashioned his image of Yashoda accordingly. While Krishna was occupied with Rohini and Yashoda, Balaram, thinking that Krishna was back to normal, had already gone ahead. He also had a confidential reason for leaving Krishna behind, namely, to leave Krishna free to meet alone with the gopis. Text 39 In expertly pleasing words, Krishna had asked his two mothers to make lunch for him. Then he had set off, and on the way he had met some of the gopis and enjoyed some joking talks. Commentary Krishna's plaintive way of begging to be fed was devised to give his mothers the greatest pleasure. All of Krishna's dealings in Braja were meant to give pleasure to his devotees. Text 40 As he continued walking, playing his flute to keep the cows from wandering off, he then came upon Sri Radhika with her girlfriends and spoke to her with witty comments and charming smiles. Commentary The first group of gopis Krishna met was headed by Chandravali. After talking a while with them, Krishna went on further and met Sri Radha and her girlfriends. This means that earlier, when the gopis had left their houses, they had dispersed themselves in various groups on the road to see Krishna going to the forest. The ladies of Mathura speak of the young gopis who go out to see Krishna. Hearing Krishna playing his flute as he leaves Raja in the morning with his cows or returns with them at sunset, those young girls quickly come out of their houses to see him. They must have performed many pious activities to be able to see him as he walks on the road, his smiling face mercifully glancing upon them. Bhagavatam 10, 44, 16 Text 41 Sri Nanda Nandana said, O mistress of my soul, why don't you speak to me, your devotee, whom you have now met in a secret place? What are you so busy with, my proud lady? Text 42 Did I offend you, O omniscient one? You must know everything that happened today in my dream. Commentary There was no other evident reason for Shimati Radharani's being angry at him. So Krishna concluded she must have been upset because of his dream that morning. She must have had the mystic power of knowing everything, past, present and future, including what he had dreamed, what he had revealed to his mother about his dream and what he was going to say to Sri Radha about it. 
Krishna began presenting these thoughts to Srimati Radharani, hoping to divert her from her anger. He was not put off by her standing silent like a statue, because in the past his girlfriends in Braja had acted like this many times when the excessive ecstasy of love for him had left them stunned. They often reacted this way to his joking words when shocked by the strength of his wit. And in his present unusual mood, he could easily imagine that Sri Radha was refusing to speak to him because she was angry. <clears throat> That's almost 8 o'clock. I'm going to stop there. <laughs> My dramatic nature is coming out. Okay. We'll hear more about what happened before Krishna, before the this part of the Bhagavatamrita goes on. Hare Krishna. First, there's something from Braj Balaba. Hey, Braja. <clears throat> he says, Hare Krishna Maharaj. Can you explain why these devotees became so depressed? Can't they experience Krishna through super soul or other means? <laughs> Is this just rasa? Uh, the, answer, the one word answer is yes the last part of your question this is Krishna's Naralila so you may ask how the absolute truth who knows everything is completely omniscient and all powerful and all whatever uh, could act like this so one of the answers that is given by our acharyas and Srila Prabhupada gave us this on their behalf, is that the absolute truth, to be the absolute truth, Krishna must contain everything. Everything that we know and everything that we don't know. Everything that's unlimited and everything that is limited. Otherwise he couldn't be the absolute truth. But on, in another way of looking at it, this is uh, Krishna's way of enjoying the ecstasies of separation from Braja and the meeting of Braja at the same time. And this is way, way, way beyond any of our ability to, to understand in our present state. But what we can do is we can have faith in the words of the six Goswamis who wrote volumes of, of literatures explaining uh, these things, how it is 
that Krishna and his eternal loving associates can feel the depth of all available emotions by the arrangement of yoga maya. Uh, so that's what this is. It's the arrangement of Yoga Maya to allow all of them, including Krishna and Balaram, to experience all of these loving emotions. And although it's very difficult to understand, but uh, they're all enjoying, like anything, just like actors on a stage, they sometimes get so much into their roles that they think they are those people. So this is like the supreme uh, dramatic performance that Krishna and the residents of Dwarka are engaging in. And it's organized by Yogamaya just to by the will of Krishna because he gives her the permission to do this. She couldn't do anything without his permission. And therefore, Krishna's pastimes in his human form are the most difficult things to understand. Period. But the more we become purified by hearing and chanting our rounds, following the principles, organizing our lives in a way that is in harmony with uh, our spiritual master's uh, instructions and uh, the instructions given in the Vedas, uh, the more we can actually not only appreciate but taste something extremely special by hearing these pastimes. This is an extremely intimate book, extremely intimate uh, pastimes. And we are being allowed to uh, hear them and appreciate them. And eventually, we will awaken our desire to enter them and go back to the spiritual world. Hare Krishna. And, ex and experience the reality in which the full variety of life is at our fingertips and at our uh, ability to, to experience to the full uh, unlimited extent uh, and finally uh, fulfill our original uh, constitutional position as a loving uh, devotee of Krishna in some kind of relationship. Hare Krishna. Next is something from Brajaloka. Hey Brajaloka, Hare Krishna. She says, Hare Krishna, dear Guru Maharaj. Please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. It is such a deep and touching reading tonight. 
Thank you so much for guiding us through these beautiful waves of transcendental feelings. It was very amazing to hear about the loving care of Lord Balaram on Krishna and also Krishna's love and feelings about his devotees. What touched me very much is that Krishna has such a strong confidence in his devotees that he has openly shown them him, shown them himself when he was in a vulnerable situation because of his ecstatic feelings. In the material world we always try to protect ourselves. For me it is very difficult to let even devotees into the world of my inner feelings and realizations. Although this is an important aspect of love between devotees and an important practice for learning to love Krishna. What is the main obstacle to being able to have deep confidence in the devotees and how can we overcome these obstacles? <laughs> well, you have a material body. Your material body can't experience the, these things. So you have, to be, you have to stop identifying with your material body. That's the solution. But that can only come with, by the mercy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, your spiritual master, uh, all, all these personalities that we're hearing about in the Shastras, our previous Acharyas, and the, the literatures themselves, as we've heard that Lord Brahma was, is surrounded by the, the personified Vedas and Puranas who form his his court, his his uh, advisors in the in his court. So we have to keep hearing and keep serving, uh, keep purifying our hearts, and become accustomed to uh, removing ourselves from the material world at least during the times when we're hearing about the spiritual world directly and uh, chanting the holy name in kirtan and in, in our japa. And there, there's no other, there's no trick, you know. It's not some trick, you know. Altogether, all these things bring us to the, uh, to, to our original state. It's like, to try to give a gross example Srila Prabhupada once explained that there's a disease called amnesia. And amnesia is caused generally by some kind of traumatic experience or accident, you know, a blow to the head or some kind of physical uh, accident. And it can, it can cause a forgetfulness of one's identity. There's actually... Uh, What's what? Do you, how do you call it? Uh, clinical uh, cases of persons who uh, left home to go in a car to go buy something or something, and then got into an accident and wandered away from the car in amnesia, and somehow or other got to another town and started a new life. This, this is actually, there are histories of this. And then 
when when an expert doctor psychologist finds out you know who the person is they sometimes put the person back in their to their family <clears throat> and the person feels awkward because he doesn't remember any of these people who are acting so familiar with him but the cure is to keep them in that environment until the memory which has been pushed back into the subconscious comes out again and then they can feel their normal selves. So there's something like that what's going on here. Krishna is uh, forced by Yogamaya to enable him to taste the depths plumb the depths of love in separation and uh, now he's being woke as they say these days in modern young language he's been woke he's being been woke and we'll hear it now and tomorrow how he comes back to his normal consciousness as his as his Vasudev expansion. Hare Krishna. This is the Prakat Lila, Nara Lila of Krishna. So we cannot imitate those things. But we can begin by following the instructions of the Gita, the Bhagavatam, trying to follow in the footsteps of these great personalities. And gradually we'll wake up. That's why the process of bhakti yoga is such that we always have things around us that remind us of the spiritual world. Just like people who are very gross materialists and attached to opulence, they will surround themselves with, you know, crystal chandeliers and gorgeous decorations and furniture and so many things. But that kind of environment causes them to forget Krishna and our lifestyle causes us to remember Krishna. Sarvapadi vinirmuktam tatpadatvainamirmuktam we have to become free from our material identification. And the first step of that is to, is to realize that we're actually not the bodies, and then from there that we are spiritual, and from there that we are parts of God, and there, from there that Krishna is God, we are parts of Him and His eternal servant. So when we stop identifying ourselves as a man or a woman, or a husband or a wife, or a student or whatever we are a king or whatever sannyasi and start identify ourselves simply as eternal servants of Krishna then we will begin to taste these things when we hear Hare Krishna also there is a second question she had. Mm -hmm. She says, I have another question in connection with Vipralamba Bhava. 
I heard from an elder devotee that the vipralamba is initially experienced through the person of the spiritual master. Can you please say something about how to understand this topic? What does it mean to experience a feeling of separation at the beginner level and how does it become a mature spiritual emotion by the mercy of the spiritual master? Thank you very much, your servant, Rajadoka. Well, I just explained it. <laughs> I don't think I'm, I don't have time to explain it again in depth. I just explained it. Basically, uh, <clears throat> there's two kinds of association with the spiritual master. One is the physical presence, and the other is the vani or the instructions, the remembrance of the spiritual master and the instructions. Uh, and it's this medium that. I mean, we've been without Prabhupada now for how many years? 1977 to, well, let's just say 2020 because it, it's later on this year that it'll become a year up. So what's what's 1977 to 2020? 43 years, isn't it? 43 years. So... I mean, I can honestly say that because I stay absorbed in hearing and chanting a lot by the grace of Prabhupada and the devotees, uh, I don't feel separated from him. Every time when I get up in the morning, I say my pramams immediately when I open my eyes. And then I immediately turn on a lecture of Prabhupada and listen to that lecture as I'm doing my ablutions and getting ready in the morning uh, every single day without fail and uh, other times during the day and we, we do what we're doing right now and we do this and we become relieved from the feeling of physical separation by associating with the sound so associating with the instructions and following the instructions I think I mentioned this not long ago that uh, Prabhupada was once criticized because he arrived in Mayapur, you know, on the appearance of Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur from Calcutta, and he was driving along, you know, Bhaktisiddhanta Road, right past Bhaktisiddhanta Samadhi, and uh, had them slow the car down so he could pay his respects. And one brahmachari on the side of the road watched this and, and reported back to the temple Mahant, with, who was his godbrother. And uh, it started criticism, criticism of him. The why didn't he come in and pay his obeisances and this and that physically? So when it got back to Prabhupada, he said, Don't they understand that Bhaktisiddhanta was sitting in the car with me? So this is the problem because when we're in material consciousness, you know, we can't consider those things. But as we wake up, and it takes a long time to wake up from this material conditioning because it's very deep, it's very uh, it's, it's complete, you know, uh, illusion. Uh, but by the, by the mercy of Lord Chaitanya, He came to wake us up. 
by Harinam. So how can I do this? How can I do that? How can I, this is all dribble? It's all it's all given there in the shastra. You just have to practice and keep practicing until you wake up. And you will wake up because that awake that that remembrance is there in the heart already. Just like a little baby, when he starts to walk, he can't walk. He stands up and then falls down. Stands up and falls down. The parents take their hand and help them walk their first few steps. But because the ability to walk is there in the body of the child, eventually he walks and he runs and he does so many things. Even though in the beginning, when he's a baby, he can't do anything. So you can't come to that stage without growing up. So similarly, we can't, without growing up spiritually, we can't just act on wishful thinking. We have to follow the instructions given in the Shastra and by the devotees and by our spiritual master and by Lord Chaitanya and his eternal associates and Radha and Krishna and their eternal associates. That's it. Eighteen minutes passed. You all put me over the line. I couldn't stop talking, blabbering. Thank you very much, everyone. This is very special moment for me because as I said before I helped to edit this book the first edit I did then Jai Dwayne Tamaraj came behind me and did the polish edit which made it what it is definitely but I got the opportunity at that rare in rare circumstances to see a couple of masters at work you know deep uh, god brothers of mine intimate uh, disciples of Srila Prabhupada Master, masterfully work to bring this literature to this state. But this is the glory of Prabhupada. And persons who can't become as excited about this book because it's not written by Prabhupada are unfortunately in material consciousness. This is the Ritvik or the Mayavad philosophy that everything stops with Prabhupada. But it doesn't. Those who surrender to their spiritual master and the process and the previous acharyas and Krishna and Lord Chaitanya, uh, they, when they surrender, it's easy. It says in the Gita, mam As you approach Krishna, he will respond accordingly. It's all there in the Gita. Learn the Gita. Absorb yourself in Krishna consciousness. And all these things will come. Chant your chapa without offense. Follow the rules and regulations strictly with this sincere desire to come to that stage. And the more eager you are, the more it will come to you. Hare Krishna. Sri Brihad Bhagavatamrita ki jai. Samabeda Bhaktivinda ki jai. Gaur Premanandi Hari Hari Bo. See you tomorrow night. Same time, same place, same topic. The creme de la creme. De la creme, de la creme, de la creme. De la creme, de la creme. Hare Krishna. See you tomorrow.